hey you guys and of course it's thursday and you know what show this is and you know who i am so let me introduce myself hi this is Nadia's world of course with your girl miss nadia hello who else could it be so um we are almost into november october has well, it hasn't left the building. We got a couple of more days to go, including Halloween. So it's still here. But of course, it's Scorpio season now because Libra season has left us. And yes, it was my birthday a couple of days ago, which will be Saturday a week ago. Um, to be honest with you guys, I, I I did go out. I did look good. Hello. Duh. <laughs> All that good stuff. But um. I can't say how I cannot say enough how grateful I am to still be here. Um, so many things have happened in this world and to me very uh, to me personally. So to be around to turn a new age and to gain more perspective and more wisdom and more abundance and just turn this mother out. I'm here for it. But also, you know. Growing and glowing and just doing the things that I have to do and uh, be the insane visual insane. No, be the sane individual that I know I can be at times. Just saying a little, you know, just saying. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we have a couple of topics to get into, of course. And um, on this uh, little on this little episode, I'm definitely going to kind of give up. This is the topic for it. Um, do you feel that artists out here who've been working their butt off, having lots of longevity, do you think they really get the respect that they truly deserve? Is it, do they get their props, their flowers, their, their recognition, anything? Do y'all feel that way? Cause I do. And I'll give you my opinion on that. But anyway, let's keep, let's keep it going. So Miss Spears, Miss Brittany Spears, bitches, released her book, The Woman and Me, this past Tuesday. And might I add, she's been having bombshell after bombshell after bombs. I mean, talk about not even doing bombs over Baghdad, but yes, she's been telling it all. And uh, Michelle Williams is narrator for the... Um, for the audio version of the book. So for her to uh, stand with Brittany as she, as she quotes. She also has been reading. Uh, she's been reading reading along with uh, what Brittany pretty much have, has written. Um, and one um, excerpt she, um, she pretty much um, talked about everything in her life. From her relationships to... Um, to to the to uh, from her relationships to her accolades to her conservatorship i mean Brittany pretty much spilled all the tea all the tea pipe it it made it hot had crumpets the whole now she just pulled out a whole spread of stuff for us to enjoy okay in one particular in one particular part she she pretty much she pretty much stated that when um her and Justin would not be on tour or whatever the case may be, because we all know they were dating at the time. You know, they took um, you know, he took her to the favorite parts of New York that he wanted to visit. So he said that, you know. Um 
So he said, okay. He took her. They went. They went to these parts of uh, of New York, pretty much to visit places. And of course, he bumped into Genuine. She said that you know, they happened to see. They happened to see Genuine, and of course, he said for shizzle, for shizzle, Genuine, and that type of voice. However, and uh, you know, she uh, noticed that you know. Justin changed his voice to kind of fit in a little bit with talking to Genuine, whatever the case may be. So, Michelle Williams gave a little a little excerpt from it, and it sounded real interesting to do that. But Britney said that within Sync, they pretty much worked with black artists. They tried to fit in with the black artists to, you know, get in, get in good, if you know what I mean. But the Backstreet Boys played to their strength of being this pop, you know, Caucasian band. So they kind of stuck with that, with that, with that niche. But NSYNC ran with the gimmick, of course, you know, we hang out with the African, uh, we hang out with black artists and black musicians. We should be okay. You know, stuff like that. But she was kind of saying, you know, he was kind of infiltrating it, like switching chameleon style, which I, I get what she was saying, because again, I'm not understanding with the whole part of being yourself. But again, this is what happens in the industry. People think that they could just fit in with a certain type of drama, a certain type of people, a certain type of music and thinking it's not going to be some kind of undertone in it and thinking that you just doing it to just bullshit. You're frauding. You're perpetrating. This ain't for you. You know what I mean? Make the type of music you want to make, but stick to who you are. Just saying. Don't be someone else. So, um, Brittany also covered the fact that when her and Kevin Federline were dating, she didn't under, she didn't realize that he had, that he had a girlfriend already who pretty much had a baby. Uh, we all know who that person was. That was Shar Jackson, um, from Moesha and the Parkers. We knew that she was pregnant at the time with her son, but also gave birth to their daughter, which, um, who was about two years old at the time. Brittany said that she didn't know. You know, Kevin made it seem like they were not together. Mm-hmm. They were, um, they were separated and, you know, case of Rasarab. But I, do I, do I get to the point where Brittany knew that this man had another kid? You knew, but you still went on with dealing with him. And like you said, he was a smooth operator. He smoothed out you and Char to make it seem like he was just this down and out person and doting father. Because he told her he didn't get to see his daughter very often or whatever the case may be too. So, as we all know, Kevin pretty much married Brittany. Married Brittany in that same year. And by the time the, the following couple of months came, she was expecting her first child. And then the year later in 2006, she was expecting another child. And she gave birth to both her boys, you could say a year apart. So, um, I mean, again, um, when a person comes out with their autobiography and this definitely kind of gives the world a lot, uh, a lot to not handle, but a lot to understand of how their life has come to be. I mean, kudos for that. So, I mean, much respect to Brittany for her writing this book. She wanted the world to hear her voice and she's been through quite a lot. So to kind of sit down and really kind of get your words together and really, it's definitely therapeutic. So this book has been selling quite, (laughs) 
quite uh, a lot <laughs> and uh, I'm not even tempted to get a copy I'm getting my copy because I definitely want to read some things because yeah she she definitely uh yeah <laughs> but good for you anyway Brittany and pretty much wish you wish you honey all the best because you need it. you deserve it and need it so all the best with this book and whatever comes from this book that will pretty much make uh which will keep her growing because she did say that she did leave the entertainment world about four years ago so that's very sad that you know that happened but hopefully she can return and it is what it is you know but yeah moving right along um yeah a little sad a little sad right here um actor okay actor legend you can put that for him um the originator black super, uh, superhero before the mantis before black panda we had we had him he was shaft can you dig it the original shaft long before samuel jackson this is the og of them all honey we no put it past him richard roundtree pretty much um pretty much passed away this past tuesday at the age of 81 he was battling cancer okay not only was he not only did he acted i mean he acted from television shows from being mary jane um family reunion um the list goes on and on with his with his uh resume to many, he pretty much was a teacher, an adversary, floating out nothing but wis- wisdom, gems, anything you anything you pretty much asked for. He was himself. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't Hollywood, you know, down to earth, however you see fit. But he definitely will be missed. Okay. Dancing with the Stars this past week. Um, pretty much touched on for every for for the stars this week their memorable year. Not only that, the dancers paid tribute to Lynn Goodman. We all know who pretty much of last of earlier earlier this year earlier this year pretty much passed away due to cancer. So we all know. Lynn's Lynn style was definitely he didn't like all the gimmicks all the quacking about he just wanted to get straight to it and smooth right he wanted it clean crisp and to the point he never wavered from that so Val and his wife Jenna both professional dancers um Val has been with Dancing with the Stars for quite some time and Jenna is kind of new on board it's probably like her uh, I would say like her six years being on Dancing with the Stars. I mean, Val's been on a little bit longer than she has. Um, Val, y'all know, is is, is Shemakovsky, his brother Max. We know Max, bad boy Max. Hello. But um, Val and Jenna put together this waltz dance with all the professional dancers that included the Huff, the Huff, the Huffs. That uh, <laughs> the brother and sister, yes, Julianne and Derek, because they've known Lynn for years. Uh, Mark Ballas made a return to the dance uh, to the dance floor, along with Edison Slavinska, Karina Smirnoff, Anna Trubunskaya. Um You also saw Tony Dovolani, Louis Van Amstel, 
to name a few OGs. And these, and I'm saying Anna, Anna and Tony and <laughs> Louie, you haven't seen them in quite some time. Ever since they kind of left their dancing shoes a little bit behind. And, and also Karina Smirnoff, you haven't seen her in, in a long time. An editor, an editor either. So to bring back those OGs, and I mean those OGs that pretty much started the show, but there's also some that you did not see. And there's quite a few of them that I remember <clears throat> that I remember from um that I remember that didn't get said right now. We already know about Lynn um we already know about the other two girls. Um her sister is um her sister is doing um is working with Harry this season. We know that those girls kind of took time away from the ballroom to kind of focus on, you know, being the moms that they need to be. But again, where was Ashley Della Grosso? Where was Alec Mazzo? Where was Cheryl Burke? This is like the core dancing with the stars from the very beginning. So I mean, I don't I don't understand why they um uh, why they weren't asked to come back. And even um even uh, David Austin Green, whose uh, fiance is Shanna Burgess, and them two were paired up on their season, on his season of Dance with the Stars, and now they're all booed up, babied up, and now wife, and she's about to be wife, wife. So he was even like, "Why she didn't get invited?" So I, I think Dancing with the Stars is going to face a lot of backlash on that part because if we're going to do a tribute to a major entity that was a that. Lynn was a big part of the show. We remember him for we remember him being head judge, not just the judge, but head judge. Anything and everything went through him. So to not invite all the dancers back that pretty much got the teachings under Lynn, it's kind of like a big slap in the face because it's like, oh, it's all about us, but it should be about everybody. Because if this is who Lynn taught, he taught everyone. Whether you worked up under him closely or whether you got criticized or whether he came for your head. At the end of the day, he taught everybody. And dancing was his thing and he took it very, he took it seriously. You don't play with ballroom. Ballroom is definitely strategically. You got to be on your P's and Q's. Toes right up, back arched, hand over placement emotions all that so yeah it was kind of disappointing to see it was kind of disappointing not for all the dancers to come back but it was very moving it was very riveting it was it was just it was just sad to be honest it was just sad because you know to see all the emotions put into the dance and to just see bruno up there balling um carrie ann crying it, it was just it was just it was it was sad. I even got a little choked up myself because, again, I watched Dancing with the Stars from the very beginning. And my aunt put me on about that show along with other dancing shows, too. But to see it transform into the entity that it is today. And it was just being the little show that was on TV that I don't think we going to make it. But we're going to try. But, yeah, to see how evolved Dancing with the Stars has come to be. So, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm still a little annoyed with what they did to Tom Bergeron. I don't think that was cool. I don't think that was cool. Just saying. 
But um, also in two weeks, they are going to have Whitney Houston night. Now, we all know who Whitney Houston is. Whitney Houston is dubbed The Voice. She opens her mouth. That's it. She'll shut it the entire down. Whitney Houston is pretty much the best R&B pop vocalist. It's unprecedented of all time. She was that bright faced, fresh faced girl that came right in through. Her videos were nothing but full of personality, full on together. You looked at her strength, you looked at her beauty. And when she opened her mouth, you already knew what it was about. She came in and left nothing. She celebrated all over the world. You can sing every Whitney Houston song probably to the top of your damn lungs and not forget nothing. And you'll emulate her style. She has pretty much she has pretty much set the world on fire along with not only her accolades and what she has brought to the game of R&B and pop, but also influenced others. You can't say all you can't say all these R&B artists, you can say of the mature, the veteran and coming up hasn't followed in the footsteps of Whitney. You be you be you you wouldn't be surprised. So yes, it'll be Whitney Houston night. Another two weeks on our dance with the stars along with guest judge. We all know him as the spark <laughs> in our plug, and he has a richness and a very quality with himself. We know that Mr. Billy Porter will be guest judge. I'm definitely going to tune in and tune in and see because, honey, I think the gods and them will be very, very pleased. <laughs> They'll be elated. I'm going to see how him and Bruno get along too. Because <laughs> we all know Bruno is very, very musk. He's himself. We need that. And we have two and we have two of the two up in there, honey. It'll go on and on. Okay. So uh yeah, definitely. Um tune in for that. Check your check your local listings for when that's what stars come on along with time and day. Okay. Let me make sure I got everything that I wanted to say out the way. And I'm not missing anything. Because usually I miss a couple of things. But I always tell you guys around the next episode. Okay. So forgive me. I'm a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you take some time off and get the best of you. And then you come back and you just got to stay. You got to say everything up in one breath. So it's a lot. Okay. So this brings me now. To what I was telling you previously. Okay, we all love, we love Monica, Monica, R&B artist Monica, Miss Thang Monica, honey, came out right up under, right around the time of the early, you could say the early mid 90s, right after there's Brandy, right after Aaliyah, she came popping onto the scene, young, fresh, and when she opened her mouth, time stood still and you kindly asked, did that come out of her? We know Monica at the time when she had a record deal, she was around 12. Pubescent. Or fresh out the gate. A young little girl with a big, rich, hearty voice. So you're like, wow. So we know Monica has had an illustrious career being in entertainment for about, I could say roughly, don't kill me, roughly about 30 years. 
30 or more years now, to be honest with you. So she pretty much, you know, said that, you know, but the way music has changed and in the direction it's going, she feels as though herself doesn't get the recognition that, you know, she deserves as other artists do. Now, you guys know what I'm talking about. These artists today, we know the Beyonce's and the Rihanna's and the Taylor's and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, were, are a big commodity now. So you have other recipients that don't get the same love or the same respect as they do. And I kind of understand what she's saying because they don't get the recognition that they don't, that they deserve. When we had Brandy, Monica, and Aaliyah, you chose to pick of who your, of who your favorite R&B singer was at the time, but all three of these women had different styles when it came to their music. Brandy was special, was fresh face, straight out the oven, girl next door type vibes. Aaliyah, mysterious, mysterious, witty, and you wanted to find out the enigma and the question to her. Monica, Monica, sassy, expressional, but when she opened her mouth, like I said, time stood still for a second. And all three girls had something to offer. Whether you wanted to choose, whether, whether all, th- I mean, all three were great when it came to ballads. All three were great when it came to doing up-tempo numbers. And of course, dancing was, <laughs> dancing was definitely on the roster. Aaliyah will blow your breath under the water with her dance moves. Brandy had it had that five, six, seven, eight count. <laughs> Monica, Monica even had her five, six, seven, eight count together too. I'm just saying. So, you know, with each girl had their own flavor and style when it came to their their point with their point of who they wanted to be and their point in music, but they also are what we call our R and B sultress. I wouldn't put them in a pop category. I will put them as R&B. Now, are their songs catchy? Are their songs popular? Absolutely. But it still rains on the R&B junket for me because it still screams soul. It still screams heart. It still screams, you know, this is what this is what I'm trying to tell you. And, it's, and I'm going to get it this way. You know, so... And the ones before them, like I said, the Paddies, the Aretha's, the Dianas, you know, again, we had the Mariah, Whitney. I mean, these women pretty much paved the way not only for others, but paved the way for themselves. Especially when they struck it. Especially when they struck. But others did super succeed. Others, others. But it was still a place for everyone to make music. It wasn't the fact that you were overshadowed, you were overlooked. Now today, it's just that you really have to keep getting to the bag constantly. You can't sleep. Because once you sleep, somebody new on the scene is going to be creeping up, coming up in the space. Taking it over. So, I mean, you know... As far as Monica's concerned, we will always, uh, we, Monica for me has longevity. I would never tell her not to, not to ever get discouraged because she is, it's a lot. You're trying to stay on top of your game, but then you don't know what to, how to go about it. And you don't want to stop being who you are because you're trying to fit in the cookie cutter mode. It don't work like that. 
And now it doesn't work like that because you are the business brand. So you have to figure out what works well for you and not trying to follow the uh, trends of what everybody else is doing. You want to set your own trend. So I can understand where her frustration comes in and the annoyance comes in because it's like, well, damn, I've been doing this for 30 years. And this person comes in the door and gets all these prestigious awards. And damn, where's mine at? Like, you know, so I can understand her frustration and her annoyance because it is kind of far-fetched when you do that or when that happens. And I think it's just basically, you know, those people that have been in your ear for the longest time or behind you, whether you started your career at this age or started that career at that age, you just have to be aware of the pitfalls of what this industry can bring to you. It can either bring out your good side, your bad side, or all the sides. <laughs> and you just have to be possibly ready. But again, when it comes to Monica, Monica is a true balladeer. Her ballads are timeless. I would respect the fact that she's still here, you know, singing her, singing her face off, no matter the storm. So for those who are getting all the glory, getting all the accolades now, let's see where they are in 30 years. You're still here. That tells you something. I understand her, I understand what she's saying though. Because it does make it tough. Some people have it easy. And some people have it rough. You know. So I feel that. I, I get where she's coming from. That she doesn't feel appreciated. And yeah. I just think that. As the industry is taking shape. And moving into. Not only a new direction. But just moving in direction. I just hope that these these artists, you know, not only give their props to others, but make sure that they take the time out to respect themselves. Because to have a long career like you do, sometimes you have to kind of sit back and say, man, I did that and I'm okay." So hopefully whoever happens to manage Monica or her uh, record label does take the time out to. You know, give her her flowers and give her her props and let them know that we've been riding for you. We we respect you. We thank you for being, you know, all the good stuff that a person would like to hear sometimes. Because you want to be, you want to be thanked just a little bit. You don't want to be denied. So, like I said, I definitely agree with Monica. I think that the music industry does need to, I wouldn't say change, but I think the industry is going in a direction we're not, we're just not for Especially if they let their artists run astray. That's 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 not good. It's like you know, come on. It's very iffy and it's very negligent. So like I just said, it, it's just not good. But um we're gonna definitely continue this com- this conversation next episode, but I do have to bring this up too. See, I told y'all I'm always missing something. Okay, so earlier this week, also the top Billboard 500 pop songs, pop songs of all time, came out. I'm just profusely shaking my head. I, I I'm. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not going to say why but then I am so what what I'm not getting is how did everybody come up with this consensus about these 500 songs because I'll be honest with you I want a damn recount 
sorry i <laughs> i just want to know who as a whole agreed with all these songs now i will say this for number one they did give it to the voice yes that's miss whitney houston because um she deserves that and of course the song they picked was i want to dance with somebody now when whitney came into the gate on mtv that was technically the second song the second song off of her second or third album as you pretty much seen in the music video she was bright she was bubbly it was energetic you know she tried to do her eight count <laughs> big hair just it do the 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 song was pop orientated and so was the video i mean bright colorful you name it it was just like a whole bunch of color full abundance okay but on the flip on the flip coin of this there was many Whitney Houston records to choose from. Why would y'all think that 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 would be that would be appropriate to do? Like I said, the best song for me, because like I said, that was the song that kind of you know gave her a launch. The first one was How Will I Know. That was her starting point. But I wanted to answer somebody. Definitely gave her a launching off pad. But I think I Will Always Love You solidified and made her career standable. Because for her to take a country song from another living legend, Miss Dolly Parton, and fill it up with it being R&B, and I'm talking about soul, heart. And not only, not only do we get to really hear her, her voice go beyond this measure, especially when she does that brief, brief intermission and then she revs it back up and holds that note and just keeps going i mean the song is definitely you can play the song at a funeral you can play that song you can play that song anytime you choose to and it never gets old to hear to hear whitney's voice on that track just clearly murk the hell out of that single and even have dolly parton telling her congratulations on your single <laughs> and for turning this song into not only number one, and I mean, come on, that should have been at number one. That's just my personal opinion. So I don't agree with this list. As you can hear in my voice, I don't agree with anything of it. How the, I, I just don't understand how certain songs come before this and that. I mean, NSYNC is all the way at 58 and the Wax Street Boys found their behinds at number four. Nah, I want to recount. How did Carly Rae Jepsen step ahead of Aretha? And how was Crazy in Love before Respect? See the problems that we're having here today? So I just want to know who at Billboard, okay, were y'all talking to when y'all were on something to give us this list and number and one to ten is just whack. But like I said, to have... To have Whitney at the top is is just is 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 not it's not even funny. She deserves to be there. She's paved the way for so many others as well as herself. So I mean, yeah, the list was rigged. <laughs> I want a damn recount, and I want to be a fly on the wall when they have meetings like that again to crank out to crank out books specifying this because I would definitely be like, okay, y'all, we got a problem over here. I disagree with all of this.
And I'm not saying one sentence, one error, one no. I agree with everything because this ain't no list. Like y'all dragging it. So, yeah. Ooh, excuse me. So that's what I want to get up and just make sure I give that part to you guys. But um, anyway, let me see if I have anything else to speak about. Anything else? Hmm. Oh, man. Not at the moment. Not 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 at the moment. But if I do have something else to specify to you guys, I will tell you guys the next episode. So, yeah, I will do it. I will keep going a little bit into detail to... You know, do artists really feel like they're being appreciated in this industry? And if the answer is no, you know, you definitely have to do something that entires and keeps you happy. Because there's some things in this world that don't make us happy. Uh, it could suffer in an instant. And that's the part that you don't want. You don't want to make You don't want things suffering just because of how you feel. It's okay to feel how you feel, but, you know... Stay away from people if that's going to keep reoccurring and, you know, getting on your nerve. Because it's easy to say how things do get on our nerves and, st- and stuff. But it's, it's, sorry, it's along with how we act versus our reaction. So, yes. So, next show, I'm going to make sure that we further go discussing into this issue. And, um, Yeah. Most definitely. We got to catch up. It's been a while. (laughs) But anyway, you guys, I'm out like a 747. Make sure you guys enjoy the rest of your evening. It's been a pleasure. Later. Uh, Make sure. All right, you guys. Y'all stay safe. And most importantly, later.